0: This is Guns and Butter.
1: If, if you want to see the ideal of the World Bank and the ideal of the IMF, uh, you look at the Russian, uh, Latvian, and Estonian economies, which have shrunk, uh, As if there were a war on. And there is, of course, a war on. It's a class war, and it's a war of American finance against uh, the rest of the world. Depopulation, deindustrialization, poverty, sharply increasing debt and default. So you're going to have uh, many of the post-Soviet countries going the same way as Iceland very quickly as uh, their real estate debt uh, collapses.
0: I'm Bonnie Faulkner. Today on Guns and Butter, Dr. Michael Hudson. Today's show, The Bailout's New Financial Oligarchy. Dr. Hudson is a financial economist and historian. He is president of the Institute for the Study of Long-Term Economic Trend, a Wall Street financial analyst, and distinguished research professor of economics at the University of Missouri-Kansas City. His 1972 book, Super-Imperialism, The Economic Strategy of American Empire, is a critique of how the United States exploited foreign economies through the IMF and World Bank. He is also author of The Myth of Aid and Global Fracture, The New International Economic Order. Dr. Hudson has written several articles on the recent Wall Street meltdown and Secretary of the Treasury Hank Paulson's plan. These articles have included Financial Bailout, America's Own Kleptocracy, the largest transformation of America's financial system since the Great Depression, the paulson Bernanke bailout, will the cure be worse than the disease, financial fraud, Mr. Paulson and the new Yazoo land scandal, and thinking the unthinkable, a debt write-down and jubilee-year clean slate. Dr. Hudson, welcome again. Thank you, Bonnie. On Friday, the Dow had its worst week ever this last week, down 18.15% and down over 40% from its high. So then on Friday, October 10th, there was a 1,000-point swing in one day on record volume. I even heard one woman on the floor of the New York Stock Exchange on Friday yelling that no one knows what anything is worth. What's going on?
1: Well, during the first seven minutes, Uh, Watched the average go down 100 points uh, per minute. Uh, That's 1% per minute of the Dow Jones uh, average. Then it began to recover, thinking President Bush might say something. Uh, Then, when he didn't say anything helpful, it began to go right down. uh, all over again and you could see late in the day the plunge protection team come in and try to push up uh, the financials but uh, then that ran out of steam it's become apparent that Paulson's plan is uh not going to help the economy at all it's only going to help his colleagues on Wall Street let's go over the three plans the first one was to buy mortgages bad debts uh including fraudulent debts to bail out bad investors uh that was a Total waste of money. Uh, the second plan was to give money to the banks on terms that would let them continue to pay high executive salaries, high uh, golden parachutes, uh, and the Treasury, while pretending to buy preferred shares that put them in a powerful position, actually would buy non voting shares and again gives money to the banks. On the pretense, which Mr. Paulson must know is a deliberate lie, that uh, this money is going to be lent out. The reason any economist knows that it's a deliberate lie is the economy is already over indebted. Uh, People have already pledged so much of their income to pay debt service that there's nothing left uh, in companies, in real estate, or in individual families to pay very much more uh, income and interest. So the only real solution is to write down the debts to the amount that can be paid, to write down the debts to uh, the current market values. The Treasury plan says that uh, not only do companies don't have to do it, but essentially the Treasury bailout plan passed by Congress was a screw the investor plan. It said that uh, banks do not have to uh, mark their securities to market, that they can use Enron-style accounting to tell people that they're worth uh, whatever they want to be worth, and foreigners and investors have realized that the banking system and Wall Street are run by crooks mister paulson is a crook and should be immediately uh... thrown in jail for contempt of congress and for lying to congress and for perjury there's no way that somebody in charge of as uh, uh, reputable and strong a company as uh, Goldman Sachs could come and make the pretense that giving money to banks will persuade them uh, to make bad loans that will lose uh, even more money. If he does say this, then that's part of uh, basically a gangland operation uh, to pay his people. Now, I'm, I'm using strong words here because the words are strong. This is the largest financial theft in american history and it is pure theft they they have crafted a cover story that they know to be false and uh... the media are barely questioning it uh, today in the new york times front page they do it uh... point out that uh, the banking system, uh, the lobbies, have gone to the Treasury and got the kind of program they want without uh, Treasury control over executive salaries and remuneration. Uh, But it doesn't really come out and discuss this single major problem, and that is that the debts in excess of actual market values are not going to be refinanced.
0: Well, all of this uh points to the fact that they don't seem the people at the levers of power don't seem to want to fix the economy because a lot of people, including yourself, have come out with all sorts of different ideas about what ought to be done, but they're not gonna do it.
1: You're much too optimistic, Bonnie. They want to hurt the economy. We're dealing with an extractive sector. What the financial sector extracts from the economy hurts it. The banking system makes its money by extracting interest from the economy and by untaxing property to leave more rent and uh, monopoly earnings and monopoly super profits that can be paid as interest. The interests of Mr. Paulson's gang on Wall Street are directly antithetical to the economy. Their game is their gain is the industrial economy's loss so it's not that they're floundering it's not that oh gee we messed up we tried our best they're trying their worst to take as much of the economy for themselves as they can they are emptying the uh, cupboards before the November 4th election. And it's very much like a population in uh, the Near East uh, fleeing from uh, Genghis Khan's invaders. Uh, let's take everything we can with us, uh, except in this case, uh, it's the Wall Street uh, Republicans fleeing from the prospect of a Democratic uh, victory in the election, fearing that somehow Obama may not appoint uh, Robert Rubin or another Wall Street friendly Treasury Secretary. And they'd better steal everything they can. Well, they can, and they're trying to steal enough to shape the next century of American wealth.
0: Well, that's exactly right, and there doesn't seem to be any fight back at all. Do you see anybody in any position of power that's pushing back against this?
1: I don't even see people not in a position of power pushing back against it. I don't see anybody uh, discussing uh, the real issue, which is the fact that uh, uh, the only way of resolving an over-debted economy is to write down the debts. This should be such an obvious perception, that uh, the fact that it's left out of account shows the degree of control uh, that Wall Street lobbyists have not only over congressional discussion but over the mass media.
0: How significant a role is insider trading playing in the daily huge price swings in the Dow?
1: There's no way of knowing. It doesn't seem to make sense on the surface of things that uh, something that's worth uh, one price in the morning can be worth either twice as much or half as much in the afternoon. We just don't know. There's no policemen. They've killed the policemen. It's very funny. The uh, Republicans say that they're all in favor of putting more policemen on the streets, but they've killed all the policemen on Wall Street.
0: Yes, because it seems like these huge swings that uh, institutions or people with a lot of money know ahead of time what's going to happen, and it's all discounted ahead of time
1: uh even if they don't know what's going to happen uh they have a fallback position uh for instance years ago uh insurance companies uh who managed uh pension funds and other people's money would do trades during a day and uh the good trades that they made money on they'd put in their own accounts the bad trades they'd put in the accounts of the uh, uh investors that they managed And uh, that's the option that uh, repeal of the Glass-Steagall Act has uh, enabled banks and uh, other Wall Street firms to uh, achieve.
0: Now, on television, they keep talking about all these interest rate cuts. This is what they're doing now. They're cutting interest rates. What is this going to do?
1: uh the interest rates they're talking about are not the interest rates on credit cards they're not mortgage interest rates they're not the kind of interest rates that people pay they are the interest rate by which the government gives money to uh the banking system and to large uh, financial speculators so it's saying we're going to give you uh almost free money And if you borrow enough of it, you can uh, bid up the price of assets and make a capital gain. So we're going to give you enough money to flood the economy with credit and let you make a capital gain. The problem is that the uh, banks and the other investors who would like to make a capital gain by getting credit for free uh, don't want to buy assets that already are underwater. So again, we come up with a problem of negative equity. So many mortgages, so many assets, and so many banks themselves have negative equity already, that is, they owe more debt than their net worth is, that uh, there's no point in uh, in buying anything. So uh, this is called pushing on a string. You can provide the credit, uh, but you can't make people use it. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink.
0: Now, we keep hearing about the London interbank offering rate, the LIBOR, and people on the financial station on television keep saying, We've got to unfreeze this. Banks are scared to lend money to each other, and they seem to think that the answer is to uh, somehow make it possible for banks uh, to lend a short-term credit to each other. What, what about this?
1: They're able to do that all along. All the LIBOR is is the London interbank lending rate, uh, interest rate. And the reason uh, banks aren't lending isn't that they're not getting enough money. They'd probably need 100% uh money overnight to lend it's that they don't trust the Americans. And it's because the law that Congress passed gives American banks and firms the right to lie and to misrepresent. Uh instead of reporting a mark to market value of what their assets and portfolios are really worth, it's mark to model. They can take a package of uh, subprime junk mortgages, and they can say it's worth anything they want according to their model. They can say, well, if it's paid off at the uh, exploding interest rate that we expect, uh, if the current owner is somehow able to sell uh, the house in a revived real estate market, then the mortgage would be uh, worth such and such. So they've turned the financial markets into an exercise in science fiction. Uh, that has no basis in reality at all and uh... when uh, congress backed by the president and backed by a treasury secretary from wall street uh... gives a license to lie the foreigners say we don't want any part of this you guys are crooks and uh... the newspapers are not reporting the fact that as far as europe's concerned wall street is run by crooks just as it was a century ago and they're just not they're not admitting uh... the crooked uh... Facts of it all that these guys belong in jail. And uh, there, there's uh, no uh, prosecution of them at all.
0: Now, wasn't this part of Paulson's plan, this um, change in accounting rules where they don't have to mark to market? And that was part of his plan, right? Yes.
1: Yes. He he, he hoped that by saying the government was going to come in and give $700 billion, that uh, somehow uh, this would trick foreigners and maybe sovereign wealth funds maybe opec countries maybe uh, the arabs uh maybe rich sheiks maybe china and japan that it would trick them into thinking okay the government's able to solve it but the trick didn't work because it was uh, just as transparent as uh, saying that there were uh, weapons of mass destruction or all the other uh, things that the bush administration has said it's lost credibility and it it's made matters worse by the way in which uh, Lehman Brothers for instance when it uh, the day before it went bankrupt it emptied out its european offices of cash emptied out their accounts put them here and paid off uh, its own people uh and then the government followed by an illegal uh gift to the american car manufacturers by saying we're going to break international law and give uh, government grants only to the american car companies not to foreign companies in in the united states uh only to the white people not for the yellow people basically uh, that's how it was taken in asia and there were uh protests about how can you how can you give favoritism to us and not to uh the Japanese firms that we relocated uh, within the United States, in order to take advantage of, uh, of the trade there, and do everything you've said, and uh, now you're screwing us. Uh, I, I can't express to you strongly enough that foreigners think that this administration is a gang. That's why they're selling. That's why they're bailing out. That's wh- never before in my experience, which goes back fifty years on Wall Street, have I seen uh, seven uh, days of steady decline in the stock market. Every decline I've ever seen has been a zigzag. It goes down one, two, three, maybe even four days, then it bounces up. There's a short squeeze. People have oversold. Then it goes down again, bounces up, then it goes down. A zigzag is how markets operate, but there's been no zigzag. Uh, So that you know that uh, it's not a panic, it's it's foreign disgust with how uh, the Americans are not only mismanaging, but deliberately stealing.
0: I'm speaking with financial economist and historian Dr. Michael Hudson. Today's show, The Bailout's New Financial Oligarchy. I'm Bonnie Faulkner. This is Guns and Butter. Well, I hear on television uh, financial people uh, railing about how we need foreign investment and how, how we're going to attract foreign investment.
1: Uh, that era has ended. Uh, we're now in an era of uh, other countries and investors treating the uh, U.S. economy like a hot potato. They want to get rid of all the dollar-denominated financial assets they have. For instance, the German government has had to bail out uh, German banks in Dusseldorf and in Saxony that uh, had faith in American Financial institutions and money managers to sell the mortgage debt. And it's very much like the situation in uh, Animal House. You remember when, uh, was it uh, Otter? No, it was uh, the whale or one of the other people who had a very expensive car. And he let his fraternity members take his car and uh, they wrecked it. And uh, he was crying, he was all upset. My God, you've wrecked my father's car. What can I do? and uh one of the characters said you screwed up you trusted us well that's what america has said to uh, the german banks and uh, the european banks and the uh, other banks in other countries you screwed up you trusted our money managers boy are you foolish we've made a mint off you and we're going to keep it and uh these money managers have already given themselves stock options and uh golden parachutes and uh high uh salaries so they've already taken it. This is irreversible. They've got their money, and they're running.
0: So then this so-called bailout, Paulson's plan, is not going to fix the need for foreign capital. That's, that's finished. It,
1: that's, and that's exactly why the market was going down and why the dollar actually uh, has been sinking. The foreigners are saying, well, uh, we don't trust the U.S. economy anymore. We don't trust the banks. And America already is running a heavy trade deficit. It's already running a heavy military uh, deficit because of the war in Afghanistan and Iraq. Uh, And now it's uh, in the past, it financed these deficits by inflows of foreign investors. But now there's an investment outflow as well. So the result is a threefold pressure on the U.S. dollar. Uh, the economy has been hollowed out uh, by the Wall Street plan, by the free market plan. And remember, this is the economic theory that's been getting Nobel Prizes for free trade and free uh, open capital markets for the last uh, 32 years, uh, the whole body of theory that's taught in almost every university of the country is itself as bankrupt as uh, the banking system is.
0: You're referring to Milton Friedman. Didn't he get a Nobel Prize? Yes,
1: and the vast majority of Nobel Prizes have been given to University of Chicago economists, and uh, they were really just shells for the financial sector. When they opposed a role of government uh, planning and said it's impossible, they overlooked the fact that, as I think you and I have talked about on this show before, every economy is planned by somebody, and it has been uh, planned ever since the Neolithic. People have to look for forward. If the government doesn't do the planning, if the government withdraws, is society's long-term planner, uh, then the planning role is left to Wall Street as allocator of credit, and uh, Wall Street and finance traditionally are short-term. They're uh, hit-and-run uh, mentality, and uh, they've hit, they've run, they've taken their golden parachutes and exercised their stock options, and They've taken their high salaries, put it into hard assets, land, real estate, uh, anything they can get, and uh, they're safe and they're letting the rest of the economy go under.
0: Yes, and in the show that you and I did called America Host or Parasite, you went into great detail about how foreign investment here is what's holding up our whole economy.
1: Well, now it's being uh, pulled out as much as they can. They've lost a bundle. Uh, German banks have gone broke uh English banks have gone broke uh the uh, G7 meetings that are supposed to be held in Washington have failed because the United States government took a, a belligerent uh almost violently belligerent position of telling the European governments you'd better bail out the American bank branches there you'd better bail out uh, the US investments there and uh we don't care what happens to you just take care of us and the apparently the reaction among the foreign uh the European bankers was uh that uh, it's obvious there can't be any agreement at all, and they're now trying to figure out how to save themselves. Uh, And at best, this will transform uh, the euro and foreign currency markets by putting uh, governments on a path to try to develop some alternative uh, to the U.S. dollar-based system where other countries' foreign exchange reserves take the form of loans to the U.S. Treasury, Uh, because it's obvious that uh, the money they're lending will never be repaid, never can be repaid, and that there's no desire in the United States ever to repay the foreigners. Uh,
0: can we expect dollar hyperinflation?
1: Not a, uh, Hyperinflation occurs uh, when the currency collapses against other currencies. I don't think you'll find hyperinflation until such time as other economies have an alternative to the dollar. And now that foreign central banks uh, don't have many U.S uh... vehicle dollar vehicles to invest in you can be sure that uh... europe uh... asia uh... the post-soviet economies are all doing what they can to develop an alternative to the dollar but until they do there will not be hyperinflation here there will simply be a domestic polarization of income between wealthy creditors the top ten percent of the population and the bottom ten percent of the population who are debtors so uh... what the uh... Uh, vote did was uh, polarize the economy to an unprecedented degree, reversing the whole American dream and making it almost impossible uh, for people to get rich, except for the few who win the lottery. And most people who play the lottery, of course, are going to lose. So uh, you're making a a lot of people much more desperate. The more desperate they get, the more money they're going to lose, and the quicker the economy will polarize. That's uh, how the polarization process uh, occurs it's an accelerating process and uh mr paulson and uh, the democrats have just accelerated that
0: i was just about to ask you about that g7 meeting and now uh the communique that uh, uh hank paulson came out with even people on uh American television were saying, well, gee, he's not being specific why this isn't going far enough.
1: When a Treasury secretary coming out of a meeting of finance ministers is not specific, that means uh, they wouldn't give us what we wanted. Uh, We tried to boss them, and they wouldn't say yes. Uh, And so we have nothing to say. In other words, the U.S. made irrational uh, demands, and short of dropping an atom bomb on Europe, I don't see there's any way of getting their demands met.
0: Now, at the same time this weekend, the International Monetary Fund and the World Bank are meeting. Now, what role do these organizations play in what is happening?
1: Essentially, the same role is if you sent the finance ministers into the mental ward at Bellevue Hospital, namely, nothing. Uh these people are idiots or they wouldn't be in the World Bank and the IMF. Uh the World Bank and the IMF are just extensions of the US Treasury. There's no positive role they can possibly play. Uh they have uh the IMF now has only one client left in the entire world. I think that was Turkey, uh which even may have repaid its debt by now. Nobody wants to go near it. It's a poisonous organization uh run by a dysfunctional creditor-oriented, pro-American financial philosophy that everybody in the Third World, Asia, Europe, uh, is avoiding like the plague.
0: Yes, and both those organizations have played a very destructive role internationally in Third World countries, haven't Uh, they?
1: And in Russia, uh, the, and the post-soviet countries. The World Bank puts uh, Latvia and the Baltic states at the top of its business-friendly countries. These are countries whose economy is falling apart now, uh, that have uh, such an anti-labor policy that there's been a an emigration of uh, skilled labor. I think one-third of Latvian men between the ages of 25 and 35 have uh, uh... told pollsters that they are trying to emigrate uh... within the next ten years uh... these are the most destructive economies as possible and if you want to see the ideal of the world bank and the ideal of the imf uh... you look at the russian uh... latvian and estonian economies which have shrunk uh... as if there were a war on and there is of course a war on. it's a class war and it's a war of american finance against uh, the rest of the world depopulation deindustrialization poverty, sharply increasing debt and default. So you're going to have uh, many of the post-Soviet countries going the same way as Iceland very quickly as uh, their real estate debt uh, collapses. And in the case of the Baltics, uh, by following IMF and World uh, Bank advice, they've borrowed um, primarily in foreign currency against their real estate. Uh, Latvia's real estate debt is uh, over three-quarters denominated in foreign currency, so that uh, once the currency goes down uh, the defaults will spread uh, very quickly, and the economy will uh, will fracture
0: Dr. Hudson. I just saw uh, online a uh, video clip from a local television station in uh, Southern California in an area that's referred to as the Inland Empire. I think this covers riverside county, San Bernardino County, where a lot of housing has been built. And they took a television crew into some of these new housing developments. These houses are uh, brand new, very spacious, beautiful big houses that people have simply walked away from. And the video w- was very disturbing because people have walked away from these houses and they haven't even taken anything with them. There was a, a business, a business that does something that's now... Uh, referred to as trash out and they go into these big homes where all the furniture is still there the people's clothing is hanging in the closets there's computers printers flat screen televisions birth certificates photographs everything that you can imagine would be in a house is still there and they go in and they move these big uh dempsters out in the front yard and they start clearing everything out of the house to take to a landfill They don't even have time, apparently, to call uh, one of these charities to come and pick it up because they say the trucks don't arrive on time. As well, there's a man who has a company that they hire for $200 for each lawn. He comes in, and where these lawns have gone um, uh, without any water, what he does is spray paint the lawns green (laughs) so that the place has what he calls curb appeal. And in these neighborhoods, every other house is either in foreclosure or is on what's called a short sale. And uh, the interviewer was asking the person who was in charge of this trash out why the people left their things. And he said, well, I don't know. Maybe they couldn't afford to hire a moving truck.
1: No, that's not the case. Under the uh, bankruptcy law, uh you're not allowed if you're going bankrupt at a given date uh especially if you're a business you're not allowed to take the things with you and empty out the business when you declare bankruptcy you have to leave everything as it was or else the uh... creditors can come after you for whatever you've taken so my guess is that uh... either the businesses or the individuals in the houses have uh... taken a uh, videotape of uh... what they've left in the house to prove that they didn't uh... break the bankruptcy law by uh... emptying out the house and leaving uh, a shell uh... they have to be able to say this is all we had and we've gone bankrupt uh... in the normal course of events not uh looting everything before and uh playing tricks and leaving just uh, an empty shell and uh secreting all of our assets somewhere else so They've been probably told by lawyers that they have to leave everything there. Otherwise, there wouldn't be any motivation for people to uh, act so irrationally. Nobody has to hurry to get out of the house. If you've ever tried to arrange for a mover, you know how long it takes uh, to get the movers there. And so this was uh, what they've been obliged to do under the bankruptcy law. I don't understand why the creditors uh, didn't try to recover uh, some of this material, but uh, Uh, It shows that the creditors really don't particularly care. Uh, It also shows that uh, what's left uh, is uh, going to be very difficult to make into something saleable, uh, California's tax laws don't help at all. Uh, as long as California keeps Proposition 13 on the books and its crazy uh, aversion to the property tax, uh, it's going to shrink and shrink and suffer more and more bankruptcies and uh, become a stratified society. So uh, the California voters have uh, passed such nutty rules that uh, it's almost impossible for those of us on the other coast to understand. Uh, to make sense out of what's going there.
0: Well, I had thought that in the uh, old bankruptcy law, before they changed it, that you could keep your house.
1: Uh, You can keep uh, as many houses as you want, but not the house you live in. Uh, Senator McCain said he had maybe seven houses. If he were to go bankrupt, he could keep uh, the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh house, And the judge could uh, reset the value, but under the new bankruptcy law, the judge cannot renegotiate the mortgage on the house you live in. So the new bankruptcy law is especially punitive against people who actually live in the houses they own. They're not the beneficiaries. Uh, That's the law that their uh, elected representatives passed uh, on behalf of the credit card companies and the mortgage lenders.
0: I'm speaking with financial economist and historian Dr. Michael Hudson. Today's show... The Bailout's New Financial Oligarchy. I'm Bonnie Faulkner. This is Guns and Butter. Now, in terms of this junk paper that the plan, the so-called plan, was designed originally to buy, I understand now that uh, Fannie and Freddie are now buying this paper. Is they that right?
1: They were given $100 billion each uh, to so-called uh, resume lending, and they're uh, able to actually buy these junk mortgages. Uh, obviously, not many people are able to get new mortgages. I mean, what's needed if they really wanted to uh, fix things uh, would be to, to begin to liquefy the real estate market again. And this money could have been used to uh, write down existing mortgages to something that approximated the actual market value of houses and if you had houses selling at their actual uh, market price uh, you'd probably be able to sell them. The reason the houses can't be sold is the mortgages exceed the market price and without a debt write-down all this extra money that's been put in them is just uh, going to enable insiders to buy bad debts from their cronies. For instance if I'm working for Fannie Mae and I buy Uh, $2 billion worth of uh, loans from, uh, let's say, countrywide or now Bank of America, I think that, well, maybe when they break up Fannie Mae into a lot of smaller agencies, I can get a nice uh, vice presidential job in Bank of America. So uh, there's no uh, protection against the most basic conflict of interest uh, that you'd expect in a a plan that was done honestly and efficiently.
0: Could you say a little bit more about the the demise of the investment bank Lehman Brothers. That seemed to go belly up overnight, and it's had a devastating effect, and nobody's really writing much about it.
1: I think they did at the time. Uh, Lehman Brothers committed suicide. Uh, It was voluntarily trashed by its uh, CEO, Mr. Fold. Uh, There was no need for it to go under whatsoever. Uh, There were plenty of offers for it. Uh, The Koreans made an offer. Uh, Other groups made an offer. But Mr. Fold said Uh, I want to get actual book value in my Enron-style accounting for it. I want you to pay Lehman Brothers what it used to be worth. And uh, the Koreans and the uh, other uh, funds said, we'll pay you what it's worth today, and that'll be enough to keep you going and keep you in business. And Mr. Fold said, I'd rather the company go bankrupt than take one penny markdown from what it used to be worth. I don't believe in taking a loss ever. And uh, so the company went bankrupt. And uh, the employees were absolutely furious because they all lost their jobs uh, immediately, and uh, especially the foreign employees, say, in the London office, uh, were fired overnight said, uh, get out tonight, it's closed. All they had were the canteen uh, credit cards where they'd prepaid for a month up to 100 pounds. And so they, uh, there were lines reported to be standing before the canteens, getting out uh, coffee or gum or anything that they could uh, carry with them. And uh, so the employees were absolutely furious. It was uh, unnecessary uh, but deliberate on the part of Mr. Fold's grandstanding. And he had... Uh, made so many hundreds of millions of dollars in uh, bonuses and uh, excess salary that he said, I don't care if everybody goes under. I've got my money. Screw the employees. And uh, that's basically what happened. He said, if I can't cheat uh, foreign governments, if I can't cheat investors, I don't want to be in the game anymore.
0: Now, Italian Prime Minister Silvio Berlusconi said that governments may shut financial markets as the credit freeze pummels stocks and threatens a global recession. Uh, He said that uh, markets may be shut while policymakers, quote, rewrite the rules of international finance. How likely do you think this is?
1: That's quite possible, because uh, if you shut them down, uh, what you'd have is uh, somewhere in the world there would be a shadow market springing up. It could be in the Cayman Islands. It could be in Russia. It could be in Beijing. Uh, and these would be trades for when the market opens, what will you pay for these given stocks? Uh, but there wouldn't be any official market, and uh, officially shares wouldn't be uh, transferred. Uh, and the idea would just be uh, if you shut everything down, uh, there won't be a panic. But the question is uh, shutting down the markets, uh, what does it mean? Uh, does it mean that when the markets reopen, uh, All the banks will start from a zero position, and the deposits will be wiped out, and uh, Russian-style. Will they decide that there are too many savings, and they're going to hyperinflate the economy? Will they devalue the currency? Will they wipe out the debts? There's no indication at all of uh, what anybody can do, and the Europeans especially have such a narrow-minded idea of uh, what all of the uh proposals are that you really really can't tell. There was a communique from the IMF I think uh earlier uh today or yesterday uh saying that that they were going to look at all possible options and you know that when they say all possible uh Fed's Fisher, uh, Richard W. Fisher of the Federal Reserve said that the Fed will do whatever is necessary to ease the strains on market and the economy. But uh when you say whatever is necessary they're not going to even consider writing down uh, debts to the ability to pay. They're not going to uh, consider nationalizing the banks and insurance uh, companies. Uh, they're not going to let the biggest political campaign contributors uh, go bust. So when they say all, they mean a very narrow uh, slice of uh, reality. And uh, they're just not uh, willing to think what to them is unthinkable. And uh, the only solutions to this problem to save the economy from depression are, to them, unthinkable.
0: Right. And so do you think that they want a depression?
1: No. They, they'd, they'd love uh, a thriving economy they could make money on. They just don't want to do anything that does not uh, meet their own short-term interests. And that's the problem with finance. It, uh, it's uh, essentially uh, a short-term a uh, strategy of buying and selling quickly—it's not a long-term uh, strategy. Governments are supposed to have a long-term development strategy, but for the last uh, half century, the financial sector has backed the libertarian ideology that says governments are part of the problem, not part of the solution, and that uh, taxes are. Uh, uh... only a dead weight uh... not uh, anything worth spending on infrastructure and that uh... government planning is essentially inefficient and you should turn over planning to the banking and financial sector uh... to allocate resources and you see that when you do that when you uh... let planning uh... shift out of the hands of government into the banks and money managers uh... that what they do is simply make money by inflating asset prices and uh... doing uh derivatives trades and uh financial engineering rather than industrial engineering.
0: Now, um, state and local governments tax revenue is in decline. What effects will this have?
1: Well, already in New York City where I live, uh Mayor Bloomberg has said uh now that Wall Street is under it's not going to be paying as many taxes, so we're going to have to cut back capital spending. All over the country, we've heard about infrastructure rotting away. Bridges collapsing in Minnesota. Uh, the states and municipalities now have uh, the taxes being cut and uh, revenues down, so they're not able to fix the roads, they're not able to fix the bridges, they're cutting back capital spending programs, uh, they're downsizing uh, the municipal labor force, and so you're having uh, economic shrinkage, and you can be sure that none of these states and municipalities have been funding their pension programs. So they're all going to be in the situation. Uh, much like uh, San Diego was. If you want to see where they're going, look at where San Diego went in being irresponsible and not putting aside any money at all to pay uh, the pensions that it now has to fund on a pay-as-you-go basis while tax revenues are falling. This means huge cutbacks. And uh, uh, you'll notice that Uh, if the government really would have been wanting to help the American economy, it would have set up an insurance fund to finance states and municipalities. It did nothing of the sort. It funded only Wall Street, not uh, the localities that are actually in need of uh, revenue these days. And now that uh, the real estate prices are falling. There's a lot of clamor by the banks and uh, by the real estate industry. You have to cut taxes to give tax relief so that we can pay the banks. Now, if the cities lower the real estate taxes as uh, they're lobbying to do, then uh, you're going to have even more of a squeeze on state and local finances. And uh, what Mr. Paulson and uh, at the Federal Reserve, you know, what Ben Bernanke is saying is, we've got to reflate uh, the real estate market. This is a great tragedy, they're saying that uh, the american real estate market real estate prices are coming down and be more affordable uh, what they're saying is that we don't want more affordable real estate prices we want higher real estate prices the problem from mr paulson's point of view is that americans are only paying forty percent of their money for housing now in his view americans will have to reflate the real estate market by paying sixty percent of uh, all of their income on housing. Now if they do that, they're not going to have any money uh to spend on goods and services uh at all. So what you have is a kind of finance capitalism, a casino finance capitalism that is the antithesis of the industrial capitalism that most economic textbooks uh Uh, describe. So you're seeing the end of industrial capitalism in this country. You're seeing uh, industrial capital hollowed out by Wall Street, loading it down with debt. You're seeing uh, industrial companies borrow money to buy their own stocks to support the stock options of their managers. You're seeing industrial companies borrow money even to pay out as dividends to support stock prices so that their managers and and chief financial officers can sell out uh, their stocks at uh, higher prices than they otherwise could have.
0: I'm speaking with financial economist and historian Dr. Michael Hudson. Today's show, The Bailout's New Financial Oligarchy. I'm Bonnie Faulkner. This is Guns and Butter. Now, what do you think things are going to look like in the near future? So far, we haven't been able to identify any pushback against this. What, what, what is our world going to look like, let's say, after the next president takes office?
1: Uh, well, if you want to get a, a foretaste of it, the best thing to do is to look at what happened in Russia after 1996 when Mr. Rubin uh, had a free hand in designing an ideal economy in the post-Soviet economy. Uh, The labor unions will be broken. Living standards will fall by a third. Uh, Suicide rates will go up. Life expectancy will shorten. Uh, People will be told to go to the emergency ward at the hospital if they're sick, and the emergency wards will give them an aspirin uh, and maybe some baking soda. Uh, to settle their stomachs. Uh, Jobs will be out. Uh, The cities will become uh, not very pleasant places as uh, mental problems rise, uh, as people lose their jobs and depressions. Uh, Transport will be uh, cut back, as it's already begun to be cut back in New York. Public Infrastructure will continue uh, to crumble until it's uh, sold off to foreigners and they begin to charge for what they uh, used to give for free and uh, roads and uh, other transportation. The cost of transport will go up uh, and uh, people are going to be uh, squeezed like they've never been squeezed before.
0: Now, this could lead to a complete social breakdown, couldn't it?
1: Uh, it could be just a social squeeze. Uh, I'm not sure what you how you define the word breakdown. Uh, it may lead to emigration of skilled uh, labor uh, abroad, just as uh, there was a brain drain in the case of Russia. Uh, America will begin to look uh, very much like Mexico.
0: Are we on the verge of a Great Depression?
1: Uh, it seems to be, because if the debts are paid then they have to be paid at the expense of not buying goods and services. And if you don't buy goods and services, then what's the need to hire people uh, to go to work to produce them? Uh, So that's what it looks like. It's an engineered depression. It didn't have to be this way. They're going to say this is a business cycle. They're going to say that it happens mathematically once a century. It was created by Mr. Greenspan, uh, Mr. Paulson, by the Bush administration, and but especially by the Clinton administration. It was the Clintons that really started the ball rolling. And that hasn't been uh, realized. Uh, but now you when you have uh, Ms. Pelosi and uh, Mr. Reid uh, leading the uh, PAC uh, for Wall Street, uh, the Democrats have to take fully as much responsibility as the Republicans for pushing us into depression.
0: Let me ask you one thing, uh, and I think you mentioned this briefly in the beginning, but people keep talking about injecting uh, money directly into the banks. Now they're injecting capital straight into the banks. What is this going to achieve?
1: Nobody's really done that yet. They're talking about uh, the government buying uh, non-voting special stock in the bank that the banks will be able to report as part of their capital structure. Uh, Banks are required under what's called Basel II, for Basel Switzerland uh to have a certain amount of the capital reserves to back their deposits, uh, the government will just give them enough money to use as reserves, but this will be in the form of so-called preferred stock, which is counted as uh, equity. it won't be voting it uh, may or may not uh, receive dividends and instead of the government taking over the banks and nationalizing them and taking control, it's uh, turning the control over to the same guys who've been uh, mismanaging money all along, so it's a subsidy to mismanagement.
0: And in that vein, I also understand that uh, one of the uh, parts of the new plan, the Emergency Economic Stabilization Act that Congress passed, one of the points says uh, banks are no longer required to maintain cash reserves to cover deposits. Is that true? Yes,
1: it is. That means that uh, the banks... uh, Uh, If they go under, the FDIC will bail people out, and uh, now up to $250,000 per deposit. Uh, So it says, why should the banks have cash if uh, the government's going to bail them out?
0: I see what you mean. What do you expect to see uh, tomorrow morning when the stock markets reopen?
1: I have uh, nobody has any idea any given morning. Uh, even Jim Cramer on CNBC last week looks at every decline as a buying opportunity, said, well, if you really are going to need your money in the next year or two, uh, you really don't belong in this market. Uh, you better get out. When even uh, manic Jim Cramer says, uh, sell out uh, for the short term, what's the point of holding any more stocks? Because if it's going to go down uh, another year or two before it goes up, why should we uh why should we hold it on the way down
0: you know mentioning Jim Kramer, I actually heard him say that whatever money you need in the next five years, you should take off the table and I thought, oh, God, now, this is
1: unprecedented well,
0: who's him. he talking to in other
1: words, but even suppose I need money in ten years uh if I know it, the market's going to go down for five years, I think i'll pull it out, put it in cash, and buy back in in five years. Uh, it shows the utter demoralization of uh, the uh, fictitious uh, science fiction world that they had imagined, the just-pretend-happy world where uh, things only go up. And uh, the model they carry around in their mind has uh, not been reframed enough to get a hold on the new reality.
0: Uh, Before we close, could you say a little bit more about the credit crunch? Is it still the case that people are not able to get loans?
1: Well, it's very hard... To get a loan for property that's worth less than you already have a mortgage for, it's uh, hard to get a car loan uh, because it used to be that uh, the car lenders would figure you can resell the car at a, uh, a given price after a year or two, and nobody's buying a uh... more cars these days uh... so they're not lending as high a proportion of the car or the uh... uh... real estate as they used to they're not going to make any uh, zero down payment one hundred percent or one hundred twenty five percent mortgage loans uh... people are actually having to put up money uh... some money of their own to borrow and uh... that hasn't been done for a while and uh... most people don't have enough money to make the uh... higher down payments that the banks now require and the problem really isn't uh, only from the banks. Suppose you want to buy a, a house. Why would you go in now when there are for sale signs all over the neighborhood, houses still unsold, and buy a house at these prices when you know that as these houses are all sold off at uh, distress rates, uh, you can get it cheaper later on? Uh, Why would buyers uh, even want to borrow? Uh, So it's not so much there's a credit crunch. The economies come down to the reality of the relationship between uh, the volume of debt and uh, the inherent uh, net worth or reproduction cost or use value of uh, whatever they're buying.
0: The media is referring to the lack of market confidence, that we need to restore confidence. Do you think that's possible?
1: Well, what there's been is a confidence game. Uh and a, a con man is someone who gets people's confidence, uh and then uh steals their money. Uh so there's been a confidence game. The confidence is gone because people now understand that uh the the deregulation has bet, has let uh criminals take over the financial sector. They're letting Angelo Mazzello of Countrywide walk away with hundreds of millions of dollars instead of throwing him in jail. Uh, they're taking people who've wrecked the lives of millions of American families, and they're looked up to as uh, America's wealthiest families. They've put uh, essentially, well, you remember how Zola said, behind every family fortune is a great theft. Never has this been more true than under the Bush and Clinton administrations.
0: And lastly, one uh, thing that I've been reading is that the lack of transparency, the lack of transparency in these uh, these securities makes people very uncertain and so they don't want to buy them but i wish
1: you could use search and replace so instead of lack of transparency you could say fraudulent and run style accounting
0: right and and as you mentioned at the beginning of the show uh foreigners foreign governments are getting out
1: well foreign investors u.s investors uh When the banks are told to act like crooks by uh, the secretary of the treasury, everybody's going to expect them to do just what the treasury says and act like crooks and try to cheat you. Only a crazy person would go into a market like that. There's no panic in the market. A panic is a psychological Uh, neurotic response. This is an intelligent response. I'm not panicking at all. I wouldn't buy anything uh, that I don't know the value. I wouldn't buy what's in this black box. Do I want to uh, uh, take a chance on paying good money for it or not? No uh, intelligent person was. So what the government wants people to do is panic, and it's succeeding in creating panic, uh, but no amount of panic is going to uh, restore the market. Uh, And it's the Treasury that is uh, spreading the panic by It's incompetent, outright crooked, uh, deception. And people don't like one-syllable, invective words. So instead of saying he's lying, let's just say uh, we're in an economy of deception. And all you're getting from the Treasury and from Bush is deception. All you're getting from Mr. Obama and Mr. McCain is further deception in supporting an act that should have been seen as creating the anarchy that we had in the last uh, eight trading days. It was the Congressional Act that has created this crisis, the Congressional Act supported by the Secretary of the Treasury, Paulson, by Obama, and by McCain. Everybody is in back of what is basically a fraudulent, uh, corrupt uh, Wall Street ripoff. And uh, there's been no uh, pressure by the media, by the public, by the pension funds, by the labor unions, or any other group that I can see uh, against it. And there's been no serious economic discussion of the basic problem, which is uh, the fact that the debts can't be paid, that no economy has ever repaid its debts, as uh, Adam Smith noted, and we're now at that point for the United States. No one's discussing how we're not going to repay the debts. Are we not going to repay them by large-scale foreclosures on debtors, or are we not going to pay them by wiping out, uh, writing down the debts? Uh, to what can be paid or writing down the debts, uh, altogether. Mr. Paulson only wants to write down the debts of his major cronies on Wall Street and campaign contributors, uh, and that's not going to uh, help the economy at all. That will just mean that the government is going to have to uh, tax uh, the industrial economy, labor, and the middle classes all the more. So I should have said that uh, I expect taxes to go up very sharply, uh, public services to decline very sharply when you were asking for the scenario. Um, this is part of turning America into a third world country, and that's the only choice the voters are given. They're given two presidential candidates with identical economic programs.
0: And lastly, what did you mean when you said the government wants people to panic?
1: Well, uh, on the one hand, it wants to panic them into buying. On the other hand, it wants them to panic to uh, sell at such low distress prices that other people can make uh, vulture funds and uh, uh, others can uh, pick up assets on the cheap. Uh, to sort of clear markets. Its idea of clearing market is to have everyone panicked it and uh, sell at such low prices that finally new buyers come in to, uh, make a killing by things sold at much less than their worth. But, uh, we're not, uh, near that yet. As a matter of fact, if you look at the, uh, stock market prices, it's still a pretty high, uh, price earnings ratio, especially in view of the fact that everyone expects earnings, uh, to go way down in the current year Is uh, we have debt deflation. So, Uh, essentially, by panic, I meant the result of political panic is to create an emergency condition where uh, if the government is run by thieves and crooks, they can do whatever they want, saying that they're doing what they're doing in order to cure the panic. They need to create a panic in order to say that they're curing it, and what they're doing is, in reality, making it much worse so that they can grab much more.
0: I see. And you also think that we haven't hit the bottom yet in this thing.
1: When Jim Cramer says we're five years from the bottom, uh, I think you should uh, take him seriously on that. I think that uh, in in terms of uh, the actual economy, the real economy, in terms of people's living standards, in terms of public services, in terms of costs, in terms of uh, the value of the dollar, all these things have a long, long, long way to go down.
0: Dr. Hudson, thank you very much.
1: Thank you very much,
2: Bonnie.
0: I've been speaking with Dr. Michael Hudson. Today's show has been The Bailout's New Financial Oligarchy. Dr. Hudson is a financial economist and historian. He is president of the Institute for the Study of Long-Term Economic Trend a Wall Street financial analyst, and distinguished research professor of economics at the University of Missouri, Kansas City. His 1972 book, Superimperialism, the Economic Strategy of American Empire, is a critique of how the United States exploited foreign economies through the IMF and World Bank. He is also author of The Myth of Aid and Global Fracture, the New International Economic Order. Today's program focused on his latest articles, including Financial Bailout, America's Own Kleptocracy, the Largest Transformation of America's Financial System Since the Great Depression, The paulson Bernanke Bailout, Will the Cure Be Worse Than the Disease, Financial Fraud, Mr. Paulson and the New Yazoo Land Scandal, and Thinking the Unthinkable, A Debt Write-Down and Jubilee Year Clean Slate. Dr. Hudson has been a consultant to foreign governments, including Canada, Mexico, and Russia. Visit his website at www.michael-hudson.com. That's www.michael-hudson.com. Guns and Butter is edited and produced by Bonnie Faulkner and Yara Mako. Our engineer is Bonnie Bone. To leave comments or order copies of this show, call 510-848-6767, extension 628. Email us at blfaulkner at yahoo.com. That's B-L-F-A-U-L-K-N-E-R at yahoo.com. Our website, gunsandbutter.net, is under reconstruction.
2: evolution of the mind if you seek then you shall find that we all come from the divine you dig what I'm saying now if you take heed to the words of wisdom that are written on the walls of life then universally we will stand and divided we will fall because love conquers all you understand what I'm saying this is a call for all you sleeping souls wake up and take control of your own cipher and be on the lookout a sniper, trying to steal your life, you know what I'm saying? Look what this side yourself for peace, give thanks, live life and release. You dig me?